Admit all. <laughs> Admit all. There we are. There we are. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for coming by. Great to see you. Can everyone hear okay? Everyone hear okay. Wonderful, wonderful. Thanks again for coming by. Thanks for being here. Welcome to Zenful Conversations. You can find us having Zenful Conversations every single day in our community of women on Facebook, YouTube, and Zenful Conversations podcast. We're in our sixth year, and we would love to have you with us. For more information, please visit zenfulconversations.com. My name is Zen Jen Brown, and I'm your host. We're here today with our guest speaker, founder and owner of Little Pink Press Publishing Company, Carol Pesci. Carol, welcome to Zenful Conversations. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me back, Jen. Let me put us, let me pin us. Pin and pin, there we go. Um, you know, Carol, I before before I tell everybody a little bit about Carol, I just want to say I've watched a few of your videos recently. Um, you have some few videos from a couple of years back over there on YouTube that I was watching. And um, my goodness, you are such a strong woman. Um, and and I want to give you kudos, you know, to uh, for for your for your strength. And um, I think that's one of the things I love best about doing these conversations is I really have the opportunity to get to meet some incredibly beautiful and strong women. Um, and just thank you for the work you do and for showing women that they can be strong and uh, for being a leader in, uh, in among the women. Thanks for doing thank what you, you Jen. do. And, and thank you for seeing that in me. I think it's easier for us to see the best in others than it is in ourselves. And um, in addition to realizing I've had some challenging situations and where I need to stand up and be strong, I have also learned the power of allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and real and feel all emotions. I wrote a lot about this in my second book, Hello Beautiful, that putting on a happy face all of the time, acting strong all the time, if that's uh, inconsistent with what you're feeling in the inside, isn't healthy. And there are moments when we need to give ourselves permission to feel whatever it is we're feeling. I know we're getting a little bit off on a tangent, but this yeah, is something no. I feel strongly about to not uh, push away and judge our quote unquote negative emotions, give ourselves permission and space to feel them. And they actually move on and out faster when we do that. We create resistance. They we give them more power when we try to resist them. So in addition to those moments in our lives as women where it's important that we step up and be strong, it is equally as important to allow ourselves to be real and feel our emotions. Amen, sister. <laughs> don't, I'm telling you, don't you love her? Love her. Uh, and uh, while I just also want to say, ladies, um, really from my heart to yours, I want to thank you so much for supporting these uh, conversations, for bringing your questions all the time. Uh, you guys continue to show up and you make them happen. So I just wanted to say thanks. Thanks so much. So let's do a little bit about Carol before I get going on a tangent of love fest over here. Um, Carol is K-E-R-Y-L, Carol Pesci. She's an author, entrepreneur, and co-host of the award-winning radio show, radio show Happy Hour. Through writing, speaking, and her social media presence, Carol is on a mission to help women 
less worries and self-doubt and increase happiness, confidence, and enjoyment of life. Her goal is to help lift unnecessary emotional burdens so women can step into their power and pursue their passions. Her books, Hello Beautiful, Happy Biatch, <laughs> Pretty Thoughts, and her happiness journals are all available on Amazon. Her podcast is Hello Beautiful. It's about increasing confidence, self-worth, and happiness is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Anchor. Carol believes each of us has a book in us, whether that be an imaginary story, a memoir, or a self-help book that shares what a person's gone through. She's learned that as a result. Uh, she's learned as a result and wants to pass that wisdom on to the next person. Each woman has something she can create in a way that no other woman can. Um, and you're a happiness coach as well, right? I don't know if the title happiness coach, I don't do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I guess just in, in life in general, um, I've spent an incredible amount of time studying human behavior, what makes us tick, um, with a genuine desire for people to experience more happiness in their lives. So I would say most of what I'm offering comes in the term, in the form of writing my books and what we deliver on our radio show, Happy Hour. I see. Very good. Ladies, let's give it up. Carol's <laughs> in the house. <laughs> so great, Jen. Um, hey, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions before we ask anybody if they have questions. Uh, sure. Just sure. wanted to know the inspiration behind starting Little Pink Press. Uh, what motivated you to create a publishing company specifically focused on women's women and their stories? Okay, this almost feels scripted because this is the absolute perfect first question for you to ask me. Thank you. Um, when I got the proof copy of my first book, which was Happy Bitch, and UPS delivered it, and I opened the package up, I was jumping and dancing around the house and yelling. It was the most, it was such an incredible feeling that all of the challenges I had gone through how I lifted myself up, where I got myself to in, to in life, took the time, energy, effort, and diligence and put it down in a book and it became real. It was an incredible feeling. And when I would share it with people started learning I had written a book, so often people would say to me, oh my gosh, I have an idea for a book, but I don't know if I can do it. I don't know where to begin. I'm like, do it. You have to do it. No one else can tell your story. There's no one who has ever lived, living now or living in the future, who will be able to share your story, whether it's something creative, an idea you have that's imaginatory, like uh, Harry Potter, or whether it's a memoir or my style of book, which is self-help, including the story I've gone through. Nobody else can do it. You need to do it. And it kept happening time and time again. And then there was a few people, friends that had started their books or just about done writing. And I would say, let me help you. I'll do it. Let me just do it. Cause I felt I wanted them to experience what I experienced. And then it kept happening so often that I said, is the universe trying to tell me I should be a publisher? And then the normal self doubts, well, who am I? It's a crowded space. How am I ever going to market and get my name out there? And then I'm a very visual person. All of my books for myself and my clients almost always start with the cover first. I designed the cover for Happy Bitch and Hello Beautiful, printed it out, wrapped it around another book and made it very 
real. And it was like, it's just execution. Just so did the same thing with little pink press, a vision for the logo came to me. I designed it, put it on my board in my office. I just kept looking at it. And then one day I just decided to put it out on Facebook. Hey, I'm a publisher. And my first referral came from the editor of my first book. And she referred me to an 80 year old woman who had written, I think it was almost 80,000 word memoirs. Fascinating. Um, and she became my first client. And just since then, um, I don't advertise. I just love this so much and feel so passionate about it that, and think about it. Once you write your book and it's published, what are you going to do? Tell everybody, you know, I've written a book. You're so proud of yourself. You're so excited. And then this, they say, well, I have an idea. So all of my business is coming from referrals because their friends or family members have worked with me. Have, felt the joy and and I love the process. I tell everybody my first time clients um I can't wait till we're done because you're going to see how fun and exciting this whole process is. So that is the backstory. Um I kind of think I didn't have a choice. <laughs> but I love it, Jen. I absolutely love it to be part of that joy for another woman. It's to me it is genuinely a privilege. Yeah. I mean, I can understand on some level because I get to see a deep, an inner joy that women don't share with many people through some of my offerings. But I would imagine that that's really, uh, because that's, that's such a freeing experience. A woman is like she gave birth to something. Absolutely. That's a perfect analogy. It's like this child in you that needs to be born and you you are responsible to give it life. It's yeah, scary. It's so a cool relationship. It's wow. loving. It's uh, you need you need help, right? And I look at that like I'm like a literary midwife. Right, right. Good. Wow. Um, so let me just say this. Okay, I want to write a book. I want to know? I want to like the publishing pro process. After I talk to you, what is the next step? Um. Well, I'm going to actually back you up a little bit. There's a couple of things I wanted to deliver today, and I don't know what we, we didn't talk about this in advance, what questions you're going to ask mm -hmm. and tell me if this fits in what you have in mind. I wanted to, and I've kind of already done that. The first thing I wanted to convey was why you need to write your book. No one else can. And if you don't tell your story, it won't get told. Um, so, and then the second thing I wanted to talk about was why I think you can write it because some people think, well, I'm not a writer. I didn't study English. And then the third thing I wanted to get into was what are your options? What directions can you go for publishing? So if that works for where your brain is, I'd I like to do that. I think that's perfect. I think okay. that's perfect. I think you can okay. go ahead and do it. Um, okay, and, great. Or take questions and then if I don't want. answer questions you have already had prepared, then um, I'll no. stay as long as you like. No, go for okay. it because then we'll ask the ladies if they have questions. Okay. Okay. So we covered the why I think you need to write it. Second is why I think you can write it. Um, there's a hesitation some women have thinking, well, I don't have an English degree. I'm not a writer. How do I write a book? And to me, it's, it's, it's easier than you think, because number one, I don't care what your, how much formal schooling you have in the English language. I really don't care. We can get editors for that, right? People that will go through and proofread and correct it. I don't care. You can have somebody who has a master's degree in English, knows perfect grammar, 
but they don't have anything to say. They don't have anything meaningful. They don't have a voice, a style, an energy, an emotion in their writing. That part is natural. That's innate. When you when you want to share your story, the passion of that comes out. So I don't care how skilled you are at technically the English language. It doesn't matter. Not important. My style of writing personally, and I and I suggest this for others as well, is to be very conversational. You'll remember this from reading my books. My whole intention was I wanted women to be reading this book and feel like we're two friends sitting together having a glass of wine or a cup of tea, and we're just talking. So if you can talk, if you have a story to tell, number one, and you can talk to somebody about it, you can write a book. And what I had to constantly remind myself of in the process, it gets easier the more you do it, is I'm not writing to the page. Who is that woman? And that's one of the first steps is who you write, who you're writing this for. Because think about them. You're not typing to the page. You're talking to them. What do they need next? How do you want to convey what it is you want to convey? I'm very straight up. I'm, I'm warm. I'm funny. But sometimes I curse. I'm straight up. That's my style. Um, and going back to the, the degree or lack of degree in English, my first editor was phenomenal because she had a master degree of the, of the language. She would know exactly what this is the way it should be. This is correct. I'd be like, okay. Thanks for the feedback. That's not how I would say it. I'm leaving it. So I think there's a lot more forgiveness these days for that flexibility in writing, feeling like speech. And that's okay. It may not be tech, like grammatically perfect, but I think there's a lot of people that resonate with that. So just talk to whoever it is you have decided your book is for um, and write it like you would say it to them. Uh, on the on the writing part of it also this is so old school and i guess it is a number of years ago when i wrote, wrote my first book i literally decided i knew i wanted my book to be for women i knew i wanted it to be about how they could overcome challenge and live a happy life no matter what has happened and the power that they have in their responses and i knew i wanted it to be fun and edgy so i literally said ask myself the, and this is what ask yourself the big question who's it for what do you want them to get out of it i wanted women to be able to have more confidence in overcoming challenge and live a happier life after they read my book next question i said was okay what do i think stands in the way and i started listing okay these are all the things she needs to know for example first and foremost my first chapter in my first book was you deserve happiness i don't care what you've done i don't care what mistakes you've made um, every single one of us is healthier and can contribute to the world on a better basis if we're happier. We do the best we can at any given moment with what we have and know. When you know more, you do better. So you deserve it. That's the kind of thing. If she didn't think she deserved or believed at all that she deserved happiness, the rest of what I said wasn't going to matter. So it's starting with a very broad outline. And I then literally took them and put them on three by five cards. I know. I'm, I'm a tech, I'm not a good techie, old school. And I, and I started shifting them around. What does she need to know first? Let's move that one there. So it can be that simple as far as creating an outline, knowing that you're, you're, who you're speaking to, how you want her to feel, what you want her to, to know. The other thing I'll tell you about the writing process is to do your best as you're starting to write 
to let your either your left brain or your right brain be working, but not both. And what I mean by that is when you're in creative flow and, and ladies, if you're connected with Jen, I'm sure you, you are creative, intuitive people. There are times when the messages, what you want to say just comes so fast and so smooth. And then there are other times when it's like, okay, well, no, there should be a better word for that. Let me go back and correct it. So to do your best as you're writing, to just be courageous, let it suck. I mean that seriously, because if you want it to be perfect on the first time out, it's going to take you forever. And you're going to be going back, right brain, creativity, emotional message I want to share, left brain, there's a better word there. Should I move that around? And they, they kind of contradict each other. So you'll never totally be able to be in one space or the other, but be aware of that to let it suck, let it all out. You can't rearrange, edit, cut out, add until it's down. So get it out. It's not going to be great. There is so much more editing after the fact. And people said that to me when I was first writing. They're like, oh, you're going to edit like 90% of it. Like, yes. So there's a lot of you go through it and you're like, you know what? I like what I said here, but this really belongs in this chapter. Um, or I've kind of repeating myself. Um, these two things that I thought were going to be two chapters really should be one that kind of thing. And I always, anything that I ever take out of the book saying this paragraph or this section, I don't love it. I always keep it in an, in an ongoing document that in case there's a place for it in the future. So um, that's the tech, my, te my technical advice on process of writing a book. I'll also say um, if any of you, and I'll absolutely have time for questions after, are thinking of a creative type of book, uh, maybe a fictional, whether it's a children's story, um, one of my favorite books of all time um, on keeping that creative line open is Big Magic by Liz Gilbert, Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, so highly suggest that book on keeping your creativity open. It's so, so good. And I never, I never even loved Eat, Pray, Love. I couldn't get through that. I don't, I don't know why. But anyway, um, when you decide to write your book and you start the writing process, I suggest if you can creating a ritual that triggers yourself, okay, it's time to write. I'm lucky enough. I have a home office and actually my husband's, that's why it's so dark. Um, I'm all pink and all that kind of stuff. I was telling Jen before, um, I'm lucky I have an office. So I step in and it triggers, okay, now it's time to focus. But you, if you don't have that luxury, you can choose my first book I wrote on a chaise lounge, mostly on a chaise lounge with the printed out cover of my book or wrapped around another book. But I knew that was my place to write. So if you have a place, a favorite chair that you can always go to that says, okay, now it kind of triggers your subconscious. It's time to write favorite candle, tea, something that is soothing, that feels good. Um, because when you are writing, particularly, with, I guess all times, how you feel when you're writing your book will be conveyed to your reader in the end product. And it was challenging for me sometimes because I'm somewhat a type personality. And I would say, okay, today I'm getting 2000 words written. And I'm going to get it done. And then it just happened to be one of those days when that creative line was not open and I would be spending two hours and have one paragraph down and it sucked. Um, so I had to learn there's moments to step away because your reader's going to ultimately feel that. And 
if you can have patience with yourself, compassion with yourself, know to be flexible as you write, you can correct later. Um, you'll have more confidence. It will flow more and you'll keep that love of what you're doing in there. Um, I think those are the main messages I have to share on the actual why you can and best tips on how to, you know, logistically with the outline, as well as get yourself in that right head and heart space to write. Now, here's another, I don't know, Jen, I know this is your, your baby. No, I just wanna... was going to ask if anybody had questions. But oh, that's going to say, like, pause after this section if there's any questions on what we've talked about sure. so far. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can ask. Anybody have any questions? I know some of you do. Go ahead. Looks like Kimberly does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's got a Oh, there she hey, is. Okay. Hi there. Hi. Hi, everybody. I miss you guys. Um, <laughs> I know. So what I wanted to talk to you about was that I moved recently. And I came across um, some stuff that I wrote probably when I was like 1920, okay? And I kept it um, this whole time. So I obviously, I must have thought that it was something. And I read it now and I love it, okay? And I am thinking, but I don't know if it's not like stories. It's more like um, some stories and some poems and stuff like that. Um, So I don't know if you do that part of it. What part of it? Uh, Like poems as opposed to stories. I've I've done both. I've worked with someone who wrote a book. This was early on. I think this was one of the favors I did before I actually started becoming a profession um where part of it was her story and then interspersed and there were poems um so you can put them together could you go by kim or kimberly kim kim um i have a sister kim but make sure whatever that that wrapper is that frame i don't know if anybody does jigsaw puzzles you know what the picture's supposed to look like you know what the outline looks like um if there's a context that makes sense for your stories and your poems, that's the key part to figure out so that when somebody opens that book, okay, I understood what I was getting here. And, mm-hmm. and of course, whatever it is you intend to deliver. So I don't know that part yet. Like I don't, okay. I don't, I don't have like a cover. I don't have a, um, you know, it was a very like tumultuous time in my life. So what I, was thinking of doing was making it like a uh then and now kind of situation Mm -hmm. it's kind of my idea um but i don't have who who would you want to read this i think you know people that were um you know like 1920 kind of i'm thinking like young adult and what do you want this book to do for them? What do you want them to feel or learn once they read it? <clears throat> um, to maybe like connect with, you know, the feelings that maybe, you know, that they have similar feelings. And then, you know, fast forward to now <laughs> and maybe like lessons learned and stuff like that, maybe. Um, I can, I can see that. Um, and this is, uh, 
a little bit like an older Mr. Rogers. And what I mean by that is he, and we need somebody like him today, was giving young, young children permission to feel the things they feel. Mm -hmm. So Kim, for a teenager to get that, to not beat themselves up for feeling sad or angry or jealous or low self-worth, um, to know those things are okay to feel, because I, whatever, I don't, haven't seen your work yet. Um, these are the things I felt at that time. Here are the things I've learned as an adult that I reflect mm -hmm. on um, about how things work out. Or, you know, I, again, I'm kind of stretching here because I'm not sure um, what the rest of your book looks like, but I, I can see that format to help young teens not mm -hmm. stress so much about the things that they're experienced on an emotional level, the, mm -hmm. the experiences, and then the emotions that they're experiencing as a result. Yeah. So I, I don't know all the details. And then my second question is what kind of money is involved in this? Um, on what side, what it costs to get published or how much money you can earn? No, to publish. Okay. I'm going to come back to that question on the third segment. Okay. okay. I promise to answer that. Okay. It'll make more okay. sense then. <laughs> okay. Right. Thank right. you. Kim. Thank you, Kim. Um, yeah. I That sounds like a powerful idea. Yeah. So to have that book. So, so kudos to you. Um, any other ladies have any kind of questions they'd like to ask? Jody? I do. Thanks. I, I have lots of questions. <laughs> I actually um, talked to you last year after you, you came last year. We talked on the phone. Okay. You, you actually listened to what I was saying and came up with a good title for my book. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes it's a download. You know, Jody, I'd love to take credit. Honest to God, I feel like it's like drops in. Thank you. Um, but I... So I actually started it, it's probably 10 or more years ago, and then I had picked it up right before you did this last year. Coincidentally, I had picked it back up and was working on it again, and then you came, and I was like, wow, that's that's ironic, <laughs> a, a sign. Um, but then I ran into some, I don't know, I just stopped again, So I um, for several reasons. Um, the main thing we talked about was the first or third person problem that I'm having with it, because... Mm -hmm. I want it to be true as my life story, but there's so many issues with how, um, who would read it, and and um, that I wrote, I that I rewrote it again into the third person, and then it doesn't like you and I talked about it wouldn't have the same impact. So I rewrote the whole thing back to the first person, and so I just got it's just overwhelming to try to figure out like you're saying who's who do you who's it for, but but there could be other people that read it that you don't want <laughs> that it's not for so i i just don't know how to get past that are you a little bit concerned about throwing people under the bus and telling things that um more about issues that are still ongoing that um i, I just don't know the truth the truth of things <laughs> that maybe certain people shouldn't know i don't know just it's, it's okay. really, it feels complicated and okay, I, and it's it starting to come back to me, uh, um, our conversation. A um, couple things, get it out, get it down, get it organized. You can always, before, and, and there's many steps before you hit the published button that you can say, I'm going to pull it out. 
Um, so don't be afraid of that now. Express whatever it is you have to express without fear of who's going to see it or how they're going to react. You've got time. Okay. That's your block. You're afraid of how they're going to react. So you're not getting it out. Um, move it along. Don't worry about that right now. Two, we can do always a disclaimer. And I think this is what we talked about to the best yeah. of my memory. Um, conversations may or may not be exactly as they played out. This is the best as I see it now, looking back many years ago of, of how we it did. went. We did talk about okay. it. Good. Okay. Um, and then it's, oh, it's escaping me. Have you heard of, uh, I think it's called the Bell Glass by Sylvia Platt. There's a form of memoir that is, the name is escaping me, um, that gives you flexibility. Um, it's, it's, what it's called is escaping me. And I'll let Jen know that she can tell the group. But there's a form of memoir that basically says it's part fictional. So you still get that first person voice. You're still telling the majority of what happened, but it gives you that flexibility to say some of this is a little bit fiction. And I'm so sorry that what it's called is. So you just no, I'm in. not sure what it's called either, but I do. I am familiar with what you're talking about because uh, nobody is um, really expected to remember everything detail by perfect detail. So there is that that little bit of freedom there. As I, I understand called, it, I think it's called autobiographical fiction. I'll find that out and I'll let you know. I'll make a note. Okay. So Does that, that is that helpful, Jody? To just yeah. don't worry about that right now. Yeah, I mean that's just where I got stuck, and then like yep. as far as putting things in chapters, like I did, I can't figure out if you, if I should go like in a timeline, but things get out of order in your mind, or do it more like sectional, like this is what happened with this person or this situation, and make that a chapter rather than trying to go through decades and decades, way too many decades of <laughs> trying to remember the order of things. And, and just both for both formats are acceptable. Is it and if you're to if either you're, do it chronologically or by almost like topic, like here's kind of like a less life lesson. Um, and it showed up when I was 12 with this, and then similarly when I was at this age, that so you you can write a memoir or essentially is what you want to do um, that doesn't follow an exact timeline. And my suggestion would be to look at and read some other memoirs and, and see how other authors um, have structured that. Okay. That would be helpful. If you had like a chapter on a, say a particular person and you went through your entire relationship with that person, and, and then you start over at the beginning again with the next person. Is that just too confusing? Like from child to adult with one person, then in, and then they get a clear picture of that. And then you start over again with somebody else or another situation. Is that I'm not sure. I'd, ha I'd have to look at it. Um, it. It depends. It might feel a little bit disjointed to your reader. Like you're just telling me for the sake of that this is what happened. Right. But how is that meaningful to me? So if you can take the experiences you had with other people and share them in the context of grief, cruelty, disappointment, uh, love, whatever it is that you want to convey, you can take 
multiple experiences at multiple timelines with multiple people and group them together because that's the purpose of this chapter or this section. Got it. Okay. Thanks, Jody. Yeah. Thanks, Jody. And I, and just well, quick, I, need... I, have, I have a friend who published a book and we were talking about oh hers was in the process and I was in, in writing and so she got all excited. And then when her book finally came out, she she runs a business. So when the when the book finally came out, she's like expected her overpriced book to be purchased by every one of her clients. <laughs> and then and then it yeah. got to a point where it was uncomfortable to even go to see her at the business. And then right. it went on for a year, like, why didn't I buy the book? Number one, I, I just I I'm not <laughs> I didn't want to, but it was overpriced and I have uh, hundreds of other books. And so finally she gave it to me for Christmas now for a gift. So that but now she's expecting me to read it. So now <laughs> so I so I learned void and I learned like don't even, you know, like to I don't know why she just expected everyone immediately. She has a big stack right on the desk, right where you sit, you know, when you go in the door to, yeah. to expect someone to buy. So what a lesson that was. <laughs> the the very best seller of your book will be your reader. Yeah. I thought my first book, Happy Bitch, catchy title, and it did well, don't get me wrong. Um, Hello Beautiful, my second book, far more sales and far more feedback um, from emails or Instagram messages. I thank you so much for writing this. This is what it did for me. My friend told me to get this. My sister told me to get this. If you impact somebody um, to either help them feel better about themselves, bring them to tears or make them laugh or if you can do all of the above, people will talk about your book because if they are moved, if they are changed, um, then that moved is, is, you know, you touched a tender place in my heart, um, like a movie, right. That you love, but it still makes you cry. Um, and then you can also weave in ways to make them laugh. Um, they'll sell your book for you. Uh -huh. I'm not saying you shouldn't promote and do what you can, you know, grassroots on social media or whatever. Um, but if you do a good job in reaching your reader and impacting them, they will tell others about it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Jody. Welcome. Anybody else real quick before Carol finishes or does more and gives us more information? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, okay. Go ahead, please. So Thank now you. I would love to talk about what your options are for getting your book published. And the way I see it, there are three primary routes to do that. Number one, <clears throat> excuse me, is to go the traditional publishing route, which means um, you will need to have a certain amount of your book written for sample writing, that amount that you had written, have it properly edited have together essentially a business plan um, and reach out, do research to secure a literary agent to represent you. A publishing house is not going to look at your book if you don't have a literary agent. And the literary agents work in genres. You're not going to look up a, an agent that primarily does children's books if you're doing an adult memoir, that kind of thing. So you want to find out what they specialize in, do your research <clears throat> and reach out to the agents to say, hey, I'm so-and-so. This is my idea for a book. Here's a sample of the writing. And a lot of them do it online now where they'll say, you know, submit this. Um, literary agents, I joke that in a future life, I'm going to come back as one because they have the world by the balls. 
they will reject probably 99% of the submissions that come in front of them. Um, and like when my first book was about to come out, I had two major literary agents who said, yeah, we like it. We're interested. One said, sit tight for 10 to 12 weeks. Don't submit to anybody else. The other one kind of said the same thing. I'm like, uh -uh, I don't want to, I don't want to wait for this. Um, so it's slow, um, with, with the getting a, li a literary agent and 99% rejection rate. And the fact is, Jen, they don't always know. They don't always know what is going to resonate with people or not. And I'm going to go back to the Harry Potter as an example, how many times that got rejected, but how in love the world is with Harry Potter and that whole, that whole world. Um, so say the literary agent, you're 1%. And this happened, of course, obviously some people continue to go this route. The literary agent will say, okay, now we need to work together and present what we have here to a publishing house to get them to pick you up. Very similar process, 99% rejection rate, um, very slow, can take years to get yourself to a point where a publisher says, yes, I will back you. The sad, well, I don't know if it's sad, it's just the business model. The fact of the matter is the agent and the publisher get paid on the back end, meaning they get no money up front, they get paid when your book sells. So they will make their decision, not critical, it's their business model, based on the marketability of your book. Are you a Kim Kardashian? Do you have 5 million followers on Instagram? If they're confident your book will sell a lot because you have a big platform or it's really that amazing, they'll take you on because they're investing in you up front. I get it. They're putting their time and energy in it and they want to know that it's going to sell, that they will get paid back on the back end. So say you get through the agent, you get the publisher, they pick you up. Um, at the end of the day, everybody wants to get paid, right? So agent gets, wants to get paid, publisher wants to get paid, and you want to get paid as the author. You will probably earn pennies per book on every book that's sold because of how many people are in the process of wanting to get paid. Um, I am not a fan of the traditional process, but I always feel a sense of obligation to make sure people understand at least the big picture of that as an option. I think it's slow. I think you, as the author, lose control of what you want it to look like, what you want to say. Um, you don't make, I, I already said that, uh, that much money per book and their whole business model is based on this book is only worth writing if it's going to sell a lot. And I disagree with that. I understand it in the context of how they function their business model. But to me, there are women out there that have a story to tell and they want to tell it whether they're going to sell one book or, or 10,000 books. And that not to be in a position of somebody else deciding whether your book is worthy of writing or not. If you have a story to tell and you want it out there, it's worth writing. In fact, I had an agent tell me that early on about Happy Bitch. Don't don't spend too much time writing because you don't know if you're going to get picked up. And I'm like, this book's getting written. <laughs> like I'm doing this. So that's the big picture of the traditional publishing route. The other thing about that is um, some people think, oh, they're going to give me a big advance. They're going to market it for me. Not likely. If you were, unless you're famous, unless they know you have a huge following, it's really going to be mostly in your hands to market and promote the book anyway. 
And they're not going to put tens of thousands or $100,000 up at risk on top of all the time and energy they're going to put in to get the book out there. Okay, so route number two of the three is to completely self-publish your book. If you want to go that route, the best place to do that is KDP. It's Kindle Direct Publishing. It's part of Amazon. Don't let the word Kindle confuse you. You can publish your book in paperback or also ebook. Um, it's very, very user-friendly. It is virtually free to use. What you need for that is someone to design your cover. You know, know what your title is going to be, get your cover designed, get someone. If you don't, either some people I talk to that are very grassroots. It's like, I'm, te I'm a tech person or I'm creative. I can do that. I can figure that part out. Great. Um, get your interior of your book laid out. It matters what it looks like when people open the pages, your spacing or your margins, right? What fonts you're using. It needs to look clean, um, approachable, readable. So to format the interior of your book, um, you'll need to secure an ISBN. Again, KDP walks you through all of this. Now, how KDP works um, is you title your book. You put in what you want your description to be. You upload in the proper format your your cover. You upload in proper format your interior um, to their site. And then you get a chance to re review it digitally, make changes if you want to, re-upload. There's no additional fee to do that. <clears throat> and then you can order a proof copy that gives you a physical copy of your book before it goes live for publication. Because there's always something you're going to see when you're holding it in your hands versus on the screen. <clears throat> Once you decide, this looks good, go ahead, I release it for publication. Your book is live on Amazon. Um, within 24 to 48 hours, you are a published author. Um, how they pay you. My first publisher, I didn't see what I was earning until after like, 45 days after the end of each quarter. So I had no idea what I was doing, if it was working, what kind of sales. You can look on a daily basis to see how many books have sold and what you have earned. Now, the beauty of this whole system too is um, it's print on demand. So your book is released for publication. You tell all of us about it. We're excited for you. We go to Amazon, we order your book. It gets printed and shipped on your behalf and you earn a royalty. Now, the typical self-help book that I publish for women is usually between three and four dollars per book. It depends on the page count. It depends on what you set your cover price up, which is in your control to do. And you can play around with that. You can say, oh, what would it look like if I priced it at $10.95, $11.95, $12.95? You can see how much you'll earn per book. So your earnings are in the dollars. You earn on a daily basis, you can see. So if you've done some kind of promotion, um, on social media, you'll know, oh yeah, that worked or that one didn't work so well. And then on a monthly basis, they send you your money direct deposit. It's seamless. Now, the other option you have is you can order author copies. So say you want to go down to Jen's studio and hold a, a special event and do a book signing. You can, through KDP, order your own inventory of author copies. And those are usually, again, page count matters between two to $3 per copy. And you can order them however you, often you want, however many you want, and you can keep your own inventory and sell direct to a, to a consumer. If you want to do special events, your local library, your local independent bookstore, however. Um, when I first 
um, released, I think it was Happy Bitch. I said, oh my gosh, I can make like eight or $9 a book <laughs> if I tell everybody to go to my website and then I ship it versus going to Amazon. So, which is true, but then I'm keeping track of the sale. Um, I'm having to package it up, print a label, go down to the post office, ship it out. Um, and after a while, I just said, I just started sending everybody right to, to Amazon. It's much more seamless, a lot less time on your part. Um, I'm going to pause there and see if anybody has any questions on what I've said so far. Anybody? Steph, Cheryl, Diane, Cheryl, please. We have a question. Yeah, Cheryl. Oh, I don't even see Cheryl. I was trying to un. I was trying to un. Oh, there she is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi, Cheryl. It was giving me a hard time. It wasn't letting me unmute. Um, yeah, I just because from experience, I uh, ordered a book from Amazon. Uh, there's a lady I watch on YouTube, and she endorsed a book that her daughter had done. And I thought, wow, I really like her. So I'll look at, see her daughter's book. And I ordered it. And it was, she mentioned how it had been done through Amazon. And this book was total garbage. And I was angry. Um, I actually stopped watching her for a while because I thought um, she put together a completely garbage book that was actually almost every page was from another book from you know like she had uh and she had some kind of a disclaimer at the bottom of each page saying like so basically I could go and look at for all those different books and get the full story and each page would look it was like newsprint the front page looked really nice colorful like you said the the uh, cover and then inside was black and white and it was like newsprint it wasn't like a regular book that you would get if you went to a regular publisher um my question is um was that her option uh, or do you have an option when you go through that way to have like you know uh, better paper and color and like how how does that go down so when you when you create your book through KDP, you can choose either white paper with black print or the traditional cream paper with black print. But it sounds to me, and this is back, goes back to something I was speaking to a couple of minutes ago, why it's important to either know how to properly format the interior of a book so it's readable and inviting and clean and organized or hire someone to do that for you. It sounds to me like... so. Somebody publishing a garbage book doesn't mean that KDP is bad. It means that someone didn't do a good job of what they presented and what they uploaded and put out there for sale. It's important that the cover looks good. It's important that the interior is um, organized, edited, and laid out in a professional way. And so if you can't, the paper quality isn't like newspaper. This was like no, news. no, oh, no, 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 absolutely. Okay, now was, I get what you're saying. No, no, paper it was quality. Terrible. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure who she used for that then, yeah. because you can you can have all the publishers that you can go through to get your book published and make it available on Amazon, but it's not necessarily KDP. Um, no, that you will if you picked up a book 
paperback book that is published on KDP and another one that was a paperback that was published through a regular publisher, you would not be able to feel or see any difference unless it was not edited and a crappy design or the interior was not well done. But the physical properties of the cover and the paper, you will not be able to tell the difference. Okay. Yeah. Cause this really felt like a, an opportunity for her to just, you know, get money for her daughter through a almost like a fake book you know what I'm that's how yeah. it, it came across so yeah and and I had been thinking about um I I started writing a book like probably 20 years ago and I just shelved it and life got in the way and maybe one day I'll pull it out but the thought occurred to me oh wow you can do it through Amazon maybe I should look you know open it up and restart and this would be the way to go and then I got that and I thought, wow, so they just will publish anything like it, they she told me they went through Amazon, but maybe it wasn't the the way that you're uh, not sure, but I've never book. held a KDP book that felt like newspaper paper, never, not okay. even close. And as a matter of fact, so what I'm happy to do, Jen, for anybody who's on this call right now, I'm happy to send you at least a copy of Hello Beautiful if you want it. Um, Two things I'd love to share, my, my message and my insight. Um, and then you can all see the physical properties of the book. Great. So if, thank you yeah, for answering so that question. Thank you're you. Welcome. Appreciate it. You're welcome. So give your addresses if Jen doesn't already have them and I'll be well, happy what to send I'll do, out. What I'll do is uh, when I send the replay link tomorrow, if you want, um, or is it just to these ladies just I, who's here today yeah. okay okay then then i'll let you know who's i i think i know everybody's contact your face stephanie you have something okay. real quick yeah stephanie? i was going to ask um carol about um and you might have said this already but i just don't remember if i picked it up or not my frozen anyway um how much of your book did you have done and then somebody looked at it and they said oh this is good like what what kept you to keep writing like did you have to write the whole book first and then somebody look at it i don't remember what you said or well, i'm not sure if you, when you say somebody is that like somebody and editor i was showing it well, to everybody <laughs> like every time i wrote a chapter anybody, I know, Here, what do you think what do you think i couldn't i was probably annoying okay. but, um so you were showing it to professional people or just friends? No, no, no. to people I knew. And then, okay. um, I'm not sure. Oh, so I had made a contact of somebody who had retired from a big publishing house. So we had a mutual acquaintance. And he's like, I'm happy to set you up to have a conversation with them, which, which I did. And I said, look, this is my idea. I want to write a book about happiness. I want it for women. I want it to be fun and edgy, very conversational. And I want to call it happy bitch. And he said, looks like your idea has legs. Sounds like it does. Um, every author, successful author hires a good editor. He said, so that's my advice to you. Whatever direction you go, go get a good editor. So um, I don't remember how far along I was when I, I maybe had a couple chapters. And I think, I think my first book is maybe 11 or 12 chapters, perhaps. So maybe I had a, the, the introduction, which is the big setup, you know, that's, that kind of sets the stage for what's to come. I think I had most of mm -hmm. that done. And quite frankly, when I connected with my editor, she was like, I love your voice. Like, 
you, you guys, when you when you start reading my work, you're like, you, if I didn't see Carol's, now that you've talked to me a little bit, if I didn't see Carol's name on that, I know this is her. I can tell this is her writing this. And that's one of the keys to delivering a great book is to be your true authentic self and let your, what they call your voice um, go through. So it's kind of hard to say exactly how much you should have, um, but I almost think it doesn't matter, Stephanie, because I, you, if you want to write your book, write your book. If you're passionate about something, you want to yeah, write it or not. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so does nonfiction sound just as good as fiction today? I mean, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I guess that's all I'm just trying to say is that is nonfiction better? I mean, because you're telling a story. Like, that's what I'm thinking of, uh, about writing about something that happened to me that I think is not discussed a lot um and hasn't been discussed a lot so it would be something like that but i guess i could turn it into a story so you know just make it fictional um if you're talking about your life experiences i feel like in there is going to be uh the intention to deliver a message that somebody can learn something and somebody can live better as a result of what you've gone through and i think that if you release that as something that is said as nonfiction, this is real, this is what happened, you will have more of an impact. Okay. And that's certainly, certainly your choice at the end of the day, because we're moved by fictional stories as well. So I love nonfiction, you know, though. It's yes, so challenging. Are. It's challenging to say these things, because, um, you know, like, even, I try to do a lot of offerings that help release a lot of stuck things and get people to get women to work through things, release things, love themselves and all that. But I don't really go into why and what caused all of it. You know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. Not sure I want that attention. So, so where, where, you know what I'm saying? It's not because it's not about me and my story. How do the two kind of work together? Are you, you have to saying be vulnerable. That you yeah, it's <laughs> true stuff, yeah. isn't it? Yep, 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 yep. I missed that last comment. I said that Jen needs to be vulnerable. Oh, <laughs> yeah, not always so easy. We were talking about that earlier. <laughs> um, it, 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 <laughs> But that's what depends people on what want it is you read, to, I think. To, right. We don't control what happens to us. Whatever happens to us from outside things happens to us. It's not, you can't control it. So it's not, I don't think it's something to be ashamed of when something happens to you. It happened. So. Right. Well, I was just wondering, because that when, when Stephanie said that she could turn it into something fictional, that it's almost well that's somebody else you don't you don't have to get that right. close to people you can make up names for people i was thinking you know instead of me calling out my ex or whoever uh it would be some make-believe family or something like that might be uh but i but i think it all is, and that goes back to where the, right in the beginning that i'm trying to think i think it's, think it's called autobiographical fiction i need to i'll, I'll get that for you but um Yes, that gives you more flexibility and it's almost like uh, gives you another layer of 
insulation, if you will, a little another layer of protection to not quite say this is a memoir. This is, you know, exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Yeah, because how do you know if they're interested in your story? How do you know if they're interested in your story? Who? Not sure I understand the question. The, the readers, the readers. How do you, you know, how do you know that you have an interesting story to write? I like, see. Um, I think it's interesting. I think it, it might help is. somebody, but. Then it probably okay. is. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Steph. Sure, you're okay. welcome. Now, Jen, um, my battery is getting low. Can we take just a two minute break for me to go get my charger? Oh, sure. I'm gonna, I'll, um, I'll read a little bit more about you to these ladies while you're gone. Okay. I'll be thank right you. back. Sure. Thank you. Um, yeah. She says, if you could talk, have a story to tell or experience and knowledge that you want to share, you can write a book. Little Pink Press will consider publishing books written by or for women in any genre. If it fosters creativity, helps us get lost in a great story, or helps us live better with less stress and or suffering, they will consider it. She says, so let's talk about how to get the book that's in you out into the world. Does, does anybody have any questions that are not being addressed that you would like to ask? about something else so then right. her company she is the traditional way true you know i'm gonna ask for a little no? bit of clarification there because i'm okay. still i'm not i want to know uh what you know i'm if they she thinks i got she a did, killer idea she hasn't finished she was leading up to what her how she publishes we oh, just okay have, okay gotcha Okay, good. Yeah, Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because um, I, I looked through the books, some of the books that she they had published on her website. And um, you could see the ladies were, were, were thrilled about getting that out. But I really think that to me, it's, it's, it's healing. So whether it's okay. read or not, or published or not, I think getting that story out is really cool. The, the purpose, just because it could be like a flush, you know? Okay. All back right. in business. <laughs> Sorry Wonderful. About oh, Thank you. Puppy. You got your puppy yeah. in the background. <laughs> That's oh, my baby. Dog, yeah. Okay. Okay. So this brings us to the third potential avenue to get your book published. So we've got the traditional route. We've got fully self-published, which there's a lot about that I like. Um, I just ran up a flight of stairs, sorry. <laughs> um, gives you a lot of control. It's it's fast. Um, you make a lot more money. Oh, well, let me go back to that route too. If you don't know someone or you can't do it yourself and you need someone to design your book cover or your interior, you can go to places like upwork.com or fiverr.com and you can put your job out to bid and you'll have people from all over the world that are at different pay scales than you that can bid on your job so just a resource to have those pieces of what you need to do done okay 
third avenue for self-publish or for publishing, and which is where somebody like me comes in with Little Pink Press. What I essentially do is to help people self-publish through KDP. And I make sure your cover you are in love with. It's beautiful. It's professional. It's properly formatted. I take your interior. You need to have it edited. I mean, you know, of course, I'll proofread, but I don't claim to be an editor. We'll make sure your interior is clean, good font, your spacing, your margins, your sections, your table of contents. Everything looks professional. Format that properly. Create your KDP publishing account. Assign an ISBN because you do have to pay. You, you can use KDP's. I think for either $10 or for free, but then it will say everywhere in your book and on the listing, independently published. You don't really want to advertise that if you don't have to. Um, so it includes an ISBN that is listed as it will show Little Pink Press as your publisher. Um, I structure it where I get paid up front to do that work, to do all the formatting, to make sure you are in love with it. And I don't say to people, well, you have three uh, rounds on your cover and that's it. I want my client to go, oh my God, I love this. And I won't stop with the editing, adjusting that cover until they're like, oh my God, I love this. To me, it's so important. I want them to love the process. I want them to love the end result. Um, so while it will say published by Little Pink Press inside the book, as well as on your Amazon listing, you as the author maintain 100% of your rights. So I get you to the point where your book looks fantastic, it's published, and then I hand over all of the royalties to you. How I structure that is, and the pricing, I know, I think it was Jen, Jen, Jen or Kim had that question um, about what the cost is. I'm going to give you a broad range. If you come to me with a 24-page children's book and you've hired an illustrator and I just need to do the formatting and set your publishing account up, that's one story. You're probably looking at seven to $800 to do that. I get paid 50% when we decide to engage and I get the balance when you get your physical proof copy to review. I will also tell you more times than not, Whoever I have a phone call with that initial consults, I will send them away. I don't want their money. If somebody is in concept stage for their book, it is not right for me to take a deposit. I won't engage until I know I've. you feel like I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm this far along. I know I'm going to do it. I know it's going to get done. Then we can engage. So most people I send away, don't engage with me. Don't, I don't want your money right now. Now, if you're talking about as my first client, which was an 80,000 word memoir. That's a substantial book. There's a lot more formatting involved on my part if it's 80,000 words. Um, on the absolute high end, you're probably looking at 3,600, but that's for a substantial book. My most recent client, which we're probably within two weeks of releasing for publication, um, her book is about 21,000 words. So this one we're talking about was four times that size. Um, so I'm going to give you the range of 1,200. Mm, it's broad. 1,200 to 2,800 would be on the high end. Um, and that really depends on how many words are in your book 
And also um, like one of my clients had a lot of formatting. There was a lot of forms. There was a lot of questions, charts, that kind of thing. That's a lot more involved than if it's really just mostly words. So I'm, there's a broad range. I'm flexible. Don't engage until I know you're pretty well on the route. Um, and then it's 50% down, 50% when proof copy is delivered. Do you have like uh, editors and people you su could suggest? I mean, do yes. you do you have like a network of people that yes. we can pull from? Okay. And then like also, um, what about like journals or things like that? Like uh, if if I was to put to want to do a, a journal or something like that, do you can you absolutely journals? you can absolutely do that. Um, and some of the journals that you find on Amazon are, are huge sellers. I think I think a journal format would be ideal for what you do, you know, to have some content, some backstory. Here's what I want this to look about, you know, and then create something that really is intended more for women to journal. Right. Um, I, I, I actually have a friend that went through KDP, but it sounded so complicated to do. Um, but um, now that you speak of it, I mean, I, I think it would more than likely work with with you if I decided to do anything but like a lot of people that back burner thing you know <laughs> well and it it all depends on where you are I, I've had clients say this is perfect I just want to write it and I want to get it out there I don't want to have to try to figure out the formatting doing the cover the interior creating my publishing account that gives me anxiety to think about doing that perfect we're a great fit other people I talk to well, I'm actually very proficient in Word, and my sister is a graphic designer. Awesome. Go do it on your own. You don't need me. I will say to all of you now, and I say this on every phone call that I have as an initial consult with someone, we have connected. Whether Whatever direction you decide to go, I am now a resource for you. Jen has my contact information. If you choose to go the traditional route, if you want to totally self-publish on your own, if you find, and this has happened, there's somebody else in a similar role as me, they chose them, and it was an older guy, and it made me happy. He was not afraid to reach back and say, hey, Carol, I'm kind of stuck at this point. They're saying this. And so bottom line, I'm here. My role is to help you get your book out more than it is to say I'm the one you need to work with. Wonderful. Um, yeah, I will be sending out all, all your information tomorrow. We'll be mentioning it at the, the end here. Does anybody have any questions? Kimberly, go ahead, or Kim. Just more of a comment. I some For some reason, I thought that it cost a hell of a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> um, you will find that there are uh, other companies out there that structure things similar to me that do charge a heck of a lot more. Okay. Thank you. I, this is Kim, in your I heart. Did, oh my gosh. <laughs> it is. Yeah, this is in your it heart. Is. And I had, I had a call with somebody great the other day. What amazing. She was a retired teacher at a prison. Man, are her stories fascinating. And I'm like, oh, I want to give you a quote, but God, I don't want that to stop you from doing it. You know? And again, and then people respect this about me too. This is my profession. And I'm going to put in work and energy and love into your project. And I need to get paid to do that. Um, 
I am confident if someone is convinced they want to get their book published, that there is always a way for us. And they say, Carol, you're the one, you are who I want to work with. I am confident that there's always a way to figure that out where it makes sense both for you and for me. And then there's no sense in doing business together if we can't, but most of the time I can. Right. Beautiful. Jody, I don't want it to not happen. <laughs> I have a couple quick questions. I think when we talked, you said that when you have your title, does it have to have two parts? Did you say that? Like there should be like a subtitle or something or in um, addition to the title. If if it's nonfiction um, or a memoir or a self-help book, like the ones that I do, yes, the subhead that says, um, okay, so the title's Happy Bitch. And my subhead is the girlfriend's straight up guide to losing the baggage and finding the fun, fabulous you inside. So it indicates what kind of style of book it is, indicates um, what I'm helping you do and what the end result will be. Okay. And that's something I help with. I help both with, because uh, Jody, we talked about the, the last time. Um, sometimes the titles just drop right in for me, or I'll be reading something you wrote and I'll be like, that's it. That exact thing happened with my client right now. And I'll tell you right now, the title of her book is Lean Into Your Light. Um, and she wanted to call it Golden Words. Um, which, and I always tell people, I'm going to always be honest with you. Like, I think this is the direction you should go, but I work for you. So, and my ego is not engaged when I'm working with my client. I want you to love the end product. I want it to be your baby. I'll give you the best insight that I can. At the end of the day, it's your choice. So we ended up titling her book, Lean Into Your Light. Um, and uh, the exact subhead is escaping me at the moment. And then we have a section within her book that is called Golden Words, where it makes sense. But um, I help with that. If you have a title that you know you want to call it, fine. Um, if not, I'll help with that as well as the subhead if needed and ideas for the the, the creativity of the cover, what you want it to look like and feel like. I love okay. that part. The other thing is, too, if you say that parts of it are fiction, but really most of it's nonfiction, we talked about the power of it, knowing that people know that that really happened and, you know, that there's you can survive stuff like this. Um, so if you say parts of it are fiction, then does it lose some of that power? Because then they don't know. They go, they go well, that probably didn't really happen, but really it did. <laughs> and they'll say, well, that that didn't happen. So I, then think it, so I think it still is. I mean, if you think about some really good, like I don't know if everybody's ever read like the Dan Brown series, you know it's fiction. It feels so freaking real. You know, it's how you deliver it. You're, if you're engaging with your your reader, think about it when you're reading a book. Do you wonder about was that real? Was it wasn't real? You're engaged. You're you're emotionally and intellectually invested in what it is that they're saying to you. Um, I'm just gonna look on Amazon here. I think that book I was talking about was called The Bell Jar. It was huge. The Bell Jar. Sylvia Plath. Um, it's been out a long time. It's been out for a really long time. It has 25,000 reviews, four and a half stars. Um, and that most of that book actually happened to, I haven't read it yet. I'm familiar with the big picture of it. Um, but she released it as autobiographical fiction. I'm pretty sure is the term. So that gave her the flexibility and that led, added level of protection to say it could be part fiction, but it's still massively uh, widely received book. One more Thanks, Jody. Go ahead. Uh, do you, if you read 
like I'm just not sure about the chapter and the timeline thing. If you were to read it, I finished it and you read it and you thought it would make more sense to move parts of it to other chapters or put it in a different order. Would you suggest something like that? Or that's not, yes, okay. I did a lot of that on the last book. Prop. I underpriced my last client, but that's on me. That That's on me. Um, there was a lot of moving around that is not typical at the stage somebody gets to me, but it needed it. And I wasn't going to set her out in the world, make it easier on myself, knowing it could have been better. So absolutely. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're great. Welcome. I actually think how you started out, uh, Carol, saying like, um, what, you know, when you were breaking it down for yourself, more or less, but what does she need to know? And then what's first and what's second? All that play at the beginning, uh, I think was really, uh, really helpful in figuring things out. And I actually like the index card thing that you were talking about. Kind of easy to move it things It works for me. Like <laughs> it works for me because sometimes, and, and even sometimes I'll, this is something I didn't always do right away, but it's so helpful. As you start writing your book and you start building your Word document or whatever um, program you are using, it will periodically help you to print it out. It's just like, sometimes it's like just this mysterious abyss in the computer. And if you print it out, you can start seeing what needs to get moved or what doesn't fit in the right spot. You say, you can make a note in the margin. Uh, this really has to do with gratitude. I should move this section. So feel free to periodically, as you're developing it, print it out and read it and mark it up that way. Any questions remaining from ladies? Uh, Carol, would you like to? If anybody wants to have a one-on-one -on -one call, no charge. You can tell already my my level of pressure zero. Um, I am in service in this industry, so um, if anybody wants to have a phone call to go over some of what we talked to about today or have more specific questions, email me and we'll set that up. There's no charge and no pressure. I would be happy to help. Okay, so yeah, even if, okay, if anybody is still confused on the process or anything like that, if they call you, you can at least guide them in the right direction. If sure. not say, okay, you're ready to go. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Um, Thank you again, Carol. Do you have any final, My anything pleasure. you want to say other than that? You're good. I want to make sure you don't leave here and say, oh, I wish I had said that. No, I um, I think the main thing is to know I'm here. I'm available. I'm a resource. Um, I will do whatever I can to encourage you, to guide you if you make that decision to move forward. Um, don't let your fears get in the way, whether you're not good enough. Um, say it what you want to say and the way you would say it to your best friend or someone you love or someone you care about or someone you want to uh, impact. Um, don't worry about the publishing process. You can get your book out there. There's there's options. We do no longer live in a world where somebody else determines whether your book is worthy of getting published or not. you got a story to tell. Tell it. Publish it. Screw Beautiful. it. Beautiful. <laughs> no, beautiful. Uh, yeah, that very informative. Thanks for sharing so much. Carol's website is carolpesci.com. That's K-E-R-Y-L. P is in Paul. E-S is in Sam. C-E.com. Email her at carol at carolpesci.com. That's carol at carolpesci.com. 
You can connect with Carol on Facebook, carol.pesci. Instagram is carolpesci, uh, instagram.com slash carolpesci. I'm going to send all Carol's contact information out and more in tomorrow's follow-up email, along with um, the couple things we talked about. Uh, Carol, thank you again. And in real pleasure. Gratitude. You shared so much. This was really very informative informative happy um, to do it jen i'm glad you invited me back i could i'll come back as many times as you want me to, to talk about this i love it <laughs> um ladies thank you so much for your questions thank, thank you. you for being here thank you for supporting this community for women i appreciate you so very much and deep in honor's gratitude namaste everyone namaste namaste thank you carol you're welcome <laughs>